0: Over the next couple weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, what that looks like. I'm just going to let you know right now, it is good to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, We're not going to make a strong case for it necessarily other than this is you eat every day, right? It's good to be filled with food. If you don't have food, if you don't have substance, what happens? You surely die, right? And as those who are in Christ, you need substance every day. You need substance every day because you were once dead, but now you're alive in Jesus. And as a result, the Holy Spirit has come inside of you to give you life. He is the one who does the regeneration of who you are. He's the one who makes you alive. He's the one who sustains life. And so in 2 Corinthians 1, 21, it says this, and it is God who establishes establishes us with you in Christ. And has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. It is God who establishes us and sends his Holy Spirit inside of us to be a seal or a guarantee for us. That he is the one who has deposited within us his very spirit of who he is. In Ephesians 1.13, it says this, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory that he is the seal of our salvation for those who place their faith in jesus which is a lot of us this morning and some of us may not have taken that step yet but i believe that you will and hope that you do i the holy spirit is a seal is a marker for your salvation a guarantee everybody likes a guarantee right I love a guarantee. I love when I take my sh- my car to the shop, which I've recently done, and they fix it how they're supposed to fix it. They love that. Like, they fixed it correctly. And, and I love the fact that if they didn't fix it correctly, I love the fact that they would say the work is guaranteed. How many of you enjoy that? For instance, when a, when a spark plug goes out a, a, a year ago and the car doesn't start and you take it back and it's still under warranty and they guarantee that it's going to be fixed. Well, I'm just thankful for that because that means less money out of my pocket, right? I love a guarantee, a guarantee of the promise. I mean, you just love the guarantee of a promise. I, I want I want it to be genuine. I don't want it just to cover Right? The powertrain. I want it to cover the entirety of the car. How many of you want a warranty like that? You want a warranty that's going to cover everything. I, I want that in my life. And this is what the Holy Spirit does is He warranties the promises that God has spoken to you, that God has written in His word. And so this, this Bible, the, these letters, these words, there's promise after promise. In this Bible, for you and me, there's promise after promise, and, and the Holy Spirit is the one who guarantees this promise for us. He's the one who delivers it as a seal who comes to you, and I'm so thankful that he is the one who seals it. The Holy Spirit is God's seal, God's stamp. His stamp of approval. I-, I love like when you buy a house. Anybody's bought a house before? A piece of land, or maybe you purchased a car. And what do you get? You get a deed, you get a title, and on there there's a guarantee. There's a seal, right? That seal means that this is the authentic thing. This is yours to keep. And hopefully, you know, it, it, you don't um, uh, you pay your bills on time, and and you go to FPU and you get debt free. Praise God, and you pay off your house, and it really is yours after that. As long as you pay taxes. Praise the Lord. A seal, a guarantee. We we love seals. We love guarantees. It's something that we are built on. And it's, it's God's idea. And he knows this. And so a guarantee, a guarantee for you or a seal for you is essentially our identity. In fact, if you're taking notes, that would be it. The, the seal guarantees our identity. That's what the Holy Spirit does is he starts guaranteeing your identity. Have you ever... Started a new job, maybe out of college, in high school, and you get the uniform, and you get the and you get the slogan or the logo on here, and all of a sudden you're like, man, I am a part of this. You know, you you sign the papers, but when you get the uniform, you feel like ownership, right? Like you're a part of that. This is what the Holy Spirit does: is He He gives you a uniform. He gives you something that that is given to you, but it's not. To be taken off, it's actually a permanent uniform that is for you and me. I'm thankful for a uniform like that. I'm thankful that we get to be a part of the family. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. A lot of us, maybe are Cowboys fans, any Cowboys fans in here? Yep, yeah, come on. Praise God. Two of us. Wow. Um, so, so maybe we're we're Cowboys fans and we wear the shirt. The shirt means that I'm a part of the family, right? That I, I represent. Some of us wear a Spurs shirt. We're a part of the family, like Spurs family. Go, Spurs, go. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. It's a guarantee. It's the guarantee of of, of who we are. We get to represent it. Some of you grab some luminous apparel and say, man, I'm a part of this church. I'm a part of this family. I'm going to represent it where I go and out in the community. See, when the Holy Spirit shows up, the seal is acceptance and approval. Acceptance and approval that you are accepted by God and you are approved by God you are they, they, part of his family. Luke 3:22, we see this in Scripture, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove, and a voice came from, he- from heaven, "You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased." This is an amazing moment in scripture because you have Jesus who's living and he knows he's God's son. He he, he knows that it's true. Mary knows that that's God's son. I mean, Mary was a virgin. She knows it was God and this is God's son. But there comes a point where Jesus gets baptized and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. And as the Holy Spirit comes and seals, it brings about this acceptance that you're mine. That you're mine, and I have given you new purpose and new identity, and I have solidified the fact that you're mine. I'm thankful for that. For those who are in Christ, for those who place their faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come to fill you and seal you so that you are accepted and approved. That should be good for us this summer. As we're getting into the summer, and there's so much temptation around us, Right. Because oftentimes we want to step back into our old self, our old nature. It's so easy to do. Right. It's it's like Holy Spirit seals us. But but for for whatever reason, we we love to step into our old temptation, the old things that have snuck up against us. Right. The things that have kept us back from the presence of God, the things that have uh, that we do in our own power, our own strength. You know, it, it is amazing to me how, like, when, when you stub your toe or you get cut off in traffic or that coworker does something that's going to cost you, it's amazing to me how you remember that word that you used to say 20 years ago, you know, five years ago. I was like, where did that word come from? Like, I, I, I thought I forgot about that word, and it's like a reaction that comes out of you. A reaction that comes out of you of a sinful nature, of your old self. Your old self will try to creep up over and over again in this life. And it's why the Holy Spirit has come to seal you and remind you that you're accepted and you're not old, but you're new. You're you're not your old self, but you are, as John 3 says, you are born again. You're born again, and he wants to remind you that I'm a seal and that you are accepted and there is a guarantee. who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. This is a significant moment in Scripture. We touched upon this uh, last week, but this is the moment where all of a sudden the Holy Spirit wasn't just a seal for those who did the letter of the law. The Holy Spirit wasn't a seal for those who abided by the law, the, the, the ones who didn't eat pork right it, it was it was for those who ate chorizo and not chorizo right the the, the bacon and the vegan and like it was for everybody this was the holy spirit was poured out upon everybody and in this moment it wasn't about what you did or your merits or or the earthly family you were born into it was something supernatural that was taking place and those who responded to the gospel those who responded to jesus the Holy Spirit confirms it. See, the Holy Spirit will confirm your salvation. The Holy Spirit confirms that we are his. This was debated in Acts because obviously if you grew up Jewish, you, you, you knew that you were circumcised on the eighth day. You knew that you, you didn't eat pork. You knew that you held the letter of the law. You knew that you did all this stuff. So, so therefore you are approved. It's not much different today. We, we, we love to put ourselves in places of elitism, right? Where, where if I have something that you don't, then all of a sudden I'm above and you're beneath. Have you found that to be true? Like, oh, I got the new Apple Watch. You don't have the Apple Watch. I'm sorry. You're just not as cool. Oh, I got an iPhone. You have a Samsung. I'm, I'm sorry. You don't belong in Texas. You know, whatever it may be, you're, you're just, you just you start saying these things because we love to position ourselves to elite because through elitism, that's where we feel like is our identity and our guarantee. This is where our guarantee has come from by removing us from other classes of people. And yet the Holy Spirit did not distinguish other classes or socioeconomical classes or ethnic lines. He is the one who said, no, I'm coming to the Jew who abided by law and the bloodline of Jesus came through. And I'm coming to the Gentile who will be grafted into the children of Abraham who will be grafted into the promise, who will be grafted in, and you will know this by the Holy Spirit who has revealed it. And so they all debated this in the Jewish council in Acts 15. Are we going to let them in or are we not? Isn't that funny we debate things that God has already said? We do that with God all the time. God said something over you and you, you just argue with him? You're like, no, nah, I don't know, God. I don't think I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm not going to move there. I'm not going to do that job. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to share my faith. Oh, no, I'm not going to do this. You, you just sit there and argue. Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll share my faith with this person because, you know, I'm never going to see that person again, so it's easier. You know, have you ever done that? Like, it's easy to share the gospel with a homeless person, right? It's easy. I'll give them a dollar and i share the gospel. That's, that's really easy. I'm never going to see them again. When I share it with my coworker, oh, my goodness, they're going to look at me every day of my life. It's much harder. In Acts 15, we read this in verse 6. The apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider this matter. That he is the one who has accepted and approved them by the seal of the Holy Spirit. That he's approved them. That he, he's, he's allowed them to, to move into this newness. It's hard to move into newness, isn't it? We have a hard time changing. We have a hard time shifting. We have a hard time accepting. And That's what I love is that when the Holy Spirit knocks on your door. It's not you necessarily accepting, but he's accepting you because he paid the price and you're responding to that acceptance. I, I've been trying to get Chase for, for a long time to convert from the Mavs to the Spurs. It's been really challenging. He's wearing this old Mavs shirt and I said, no, there's a new shirt, the Spurs. It's where, where salvation really lies. It's amazing. Come over. But it's so hard to change. It's so hard to give up your old ways, you know? your old championships, your old players. But it's time to come to the new side. I think likewise that's hard for us when it comes and the Holy Spirit starts knocking. It's, It's hard to give up our old lifestyle. It's hard to give up our old ways. It's hard to give up. But I've been doing it this way for 30 years. But I've been believing this as true and as fact. But now I'm coming into an alignment with, no, it's not actually godly. You see, when there's, you're presented with something that's ungodly and God comes and he challenges that in your life, it's hard to accept. But as the Holy Spirit comes to you and you respond to him in faith, he seals you and he gives you the authority and the ability to conquer that which is trying to hold you back. This is what God does. This is what he loves to do. He loves to change your shirt from the Mavs to the Spurs. <laughs> he loves He loves to change you from your old self to your new self. He loves to take you from your old ways to new ways and move you to new heights. See, the Holy Spirit also, if you're taking notes, guarantees our security. He is the one who guarantees our security. And he does this by giving himself to us, knowing that we are secure in him. And many people say it's like having a little bit of heaven in you. Is what the Holy Spirit is. You just everybody is running around with a little bit of heaven inside of them. Well, it's not like God is saying, hey, I'm going to give you a little Holy Spirit. You get a little one, you get a little one, you get a little one. No, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. His very presence, all of God comes inside of you, and you don't get a little bit of heaven, you get all of heaven. You get all of him and all the access and all the ability, and it's amazing. And what happens is you begin to increase in in becoming more like Jesus. You get to increase until Jesus returns. He begins to reveal himself more and more as he's guaranteed, as he's sealed. Now he's revealing and showing and moving you to a place that he wants you to go. Ephesians 4 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of you and yet we sometimes will put him in a place of grievance. It's like you when you left home for college and you quit calling mom. What does that do mom? She starts grieving. Where's my baby? Oh, oh, well, you haven't called in so long. You know, where, where you been? You know, Uh, I've been looking for you. Uh, You start grieving them. You start grieving your dad when you're not in relationship, when you aren't tapping into it. See, as the Holy Spirit has sealed you, if you aren't tapping into them, you're moving into a place of grieving him. Because you aren't accessing the relationship that he has deposited inside of you. This is what he wants to give you. You see, as he sealed you, he's given you an inheritance. He's given you everything that he has. It's like when you're born into a family, you get everything, right? You get the values. You, you get, you get, you get the, the keys to the car, maybe, you know? You, you get the, the, the full inheritance, and you begin to discover this inheritance. And, and it's not just inheritance when mom and dad die, right? Like, man, I can't wait till they die so I can get that money. No, you actually get the inheritance. By living daily, you are a product of the inheritance inside the family. And this is the Holy Spirit, as He sealed you, he's given you divine inheritance that you are discovering as you're walking with him. You're discovering the promises as he's promised this over and over and over again. You're walking in the inheritance and you're enjoying the abundance of the inheritance now. Isn't that Luke 15? That's the whole principle of Luke 15, where the youngest he wants the inheritance now so he can go squander it, the oldest gets mad because he's like, where's my inheritance? And the father says, you've had the inheritance the whole time, the entire time. It's been yours. It's all been yours. It's always been yours. And the Holy Spirit, as he seals, he's saying, you have the inheritance. Start tapping into it. Start walking in it. I'm going to give you life and life more abundantly is what he says. More abundantly. How do you give life more abundantly? I can't even fathom that. Have you ever any contemplated or thought about that? Uh, life is life. How is it even more abundant? Because God is never-ending, and he's everlasting, and he's the giver of life, and he's the one who sustains and gives, and as he gives, he just gives more and more of himself to you. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. It's, it's why this doesn't get old. It's why you come to church every Sunday. It's just, it doesn't get old. It's why you live this Christian life. It just doesn't get stale because God is giving you more and more and more and more. Don't you enjoy the friendships the most that you walked with the longest? You know all of them, but yet you discover these these new things, these nuances, these these things that, that most people don't care about, and you begin to discover them. How much more so with an everlasting God who's given him his presence to you. You get to discover more and more and more of him. And it's beautiful, and it's unsearchable, and yet we search it and seek it and discover and are defined by it. The Israelites, they were imprisoned or enslaved for 400 years. They were slaves for 400 years. Four centuries, they were slaves, and generation after generation after generation, you can imagine maybe they forgot about some of the promises of Abraham. They forgot about who they were, and yet God raises up Moses to free them, and when they are free, they're set free. It's as though when Jesus comes to you and seals you with the Holy Spirit, you're, you're set free. There's a guarantee of your freedom, and here they have a guarantee of their freedom. And they're walking in their freedom. They're walking in the inheritance. They're walking across dry land, and as the seas were parted, it's dry and it wasn't even wet. They, 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 they see a, a pillar of fire at night and a cloud by day. They, they, they have light at night, and Shade during the day. They provided food for them. They, their, their, their shoes never wore out. They grew shoes that never wore out. That's crazy. My wife was praying for that. You see, when she pregnant with Benson, she swelled really big, and it was like really big, and I gave her a name that I shouldn't give her, and I'll just tell you. I called her an Oompa Loompa, and just because it's just, you know, it was so bad, and so... Uh, this is just confession time for us in here only, and not not Facebook Live. So, <laughs> praise God. And, and <clears throat> you know, she felt so bad. I felt so bad for her. You know, I'm just so sad. And she had hundreds of shoes, hundreds of shoes, because you know she has the, the 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 mom who buys her everything. You know, so just buys her lots of shoes. And then she got the job, and she didn't have to pay the bills, so she just bought more shoes. And there's a lot of shoes in this apartment, and like shoe closet, and. And then she couldn't wear the shoes because her foot grew and the foot never shrunk. The foot grew, you know. So how many of you would just love like if your shoes just, you know, God sustained shoes? Like that's incredible. This is miraculous in this inheritance that I'm going to take care of you. And where you walk, I will take care of your feet. And as you go, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news? How beautiful are your feet as you walk? I'm going to take care of your feet. There's much to be said about feet in the Bible. Takes them into the promised land. Here's the promised land for you. Here's the inheritance for you, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, the grapes are huge, milk and honey. It's it's everything. It's Tesla and everything. It's awesome. Uh, Maybe not. Okay, different audience. It's awesome. There's all this promise, all this beauty, and all this wonder, and all the things that God has said, and God's promised, and there's land that they see, and they could see that their kids are going to have kids there, and their grandchildren will run on those fields, and it's going to be amazing. God starts revealing this inheritance. They start walking into it, and then there's armies, and there's, there's obstacles, and yet God said, I'm going to go before you because what I promise, I guarantee And I'm going to defeat those giants. I'm going to defeat the things before you. And you're going to take the land and and the giants in your life and the battles you have and the circumstances that happen and the surprises. You know, the surprises in life that that are unfortunate, the surprises that taking your breath away, the surprises that come against you. You got to remember that, that the Holy Spirit is a guarantee that he's for you and not against you. That he's going to do a new work inside of you. That he's going to fulfill you and sustain your life. He's going to fulfill you and sustain your days. He's going to fulfill you. And as you discover more of it in his inheritance, there's going to be a day when we are fully known by him and fully with him. And we will see even more of what he has guaranteed. The Holy Spirit is a seal. It's a guarantee that brings about security. Security in our life. For our life. See. Jesus didn't want you to do it alone. He didn't want you to do it alone. He knew he was leaving. And he didn't want you to do it alone. So he promised. His Holy Spirit to you. Say I'm going to seal you. So you'll remember. And you'll be reminded. That I'm going to be faithful to fulfill my promise. And I'm a guarantee for you. I love this. See this promise. The seal is for those who are in Jesus, for those who are in Jesus, for those in this room who place their faith in Jesus. What what does that mean? What does it mean to have faith in Jesus? What does it mean to be born again, a new believer, a Christian, all these synonyms, the way, and and we read about all this, but what does it mean to be a son or a daughter of the kingdom of God? What is that, Ben? I just want to tell you before we leave today. You see, before Jesus, we were separated, completely separated from God. We were separated because, because of our bad thoughts or our bad actions or, or anything that is offensive or disobedient to God, and we've all sin we've all fallen short of the glory of God that's what Romans says we've all missed the mark you see we've all had the bad thought we've all had that that word that's come up we've all had that anger we've all lusted we've all had different nuances and different things that were sin and and not holy as God is completely holy and his standard is holiness because God is perfect and there's no imperfect in God and because we were imperfect we could not be in God So he said, I must bring about a solution for the sin of the people that I created because I love them so much that I must bring a solution in order that they may be brought back to me. And so I'm going to send my son to experience the wrath or the judgment of myself because I have to punish sin. Sin can't go unpunished because that would be unfair and then I would no longer be holy, God would say. So I must punish sin but I'm going to exchange their life for my son's life. I'm going to send my son, born of a virgin, perfect in every way, tempted in all ways in Luke 4, tempted with every sin that you and I will ever be faced with. He was tempted, and yet he did not sin. He was without sin, and he lived this life Fully on earth without sin. And as he was faced on a cross and put on a cross and knelt upon it, he said, God, put your wrath on me and not on them. And for those who believe that I'm gonna take their wrath by faith, they will see receive the grace or the promise or the inheritance that they can be sons and daughters and adopted, because I've taken their place in a great exchange. So I'm gonna take their place. So he died a death that you and I couldn't die because we were guilty and he was innocent. He was the only one who could take that place for us to have life. And we have life because on the third day, he rose from the grave and he became life. And those who believe in him have faith in him. He says that they are sons and daughters and I'm going to put my seal upon them, the Holy Spirit, so that they will know that they are mine. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is what this is what Jesus wants. This is what God wants and what the Holy Spirit wants. It's what they want. It's who he is. And it's what he has done. And so I'm just going to ask two questions this morning or challenge in two different ways. One, maybe you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus. And you're a believer. I want to remind you this summer that the old will try to creep in. Summer's out. Right. Guys like girls are wearing less clothing for whatever reason. You know, I don't know why. So keep your eye gates and girls, you know, it's time. It's time to talk. You know, there's more chatter. So keep your ear gates and start start guarding yourself and be reminded of the promise of the Holy Spirit. And tap into that and who he is and be reminded of who you are in Christ. I want to encourage you to do that this summer as we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit those who have not placed their faith in Jesus, I want to let you know that today, as the Holy Spirit is tapping on your heart and saying, I paid the price for you, and you are mine, just believe in me, and I will put my spirit in you. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that, so if you would stand with me this morning, I want to pray for you as we begin to just posture our hearts, and if you're so willing, I would love it if you would mind closing your eyes and bowing your heads with me as you're standing and and just attitude and reflection. I just, well, I love some self-examination. It's always the best place to self-examine. God, what what are you doing in my heart? What is this, Holy Spirit? Maybe I maybe I've missed it. Maybe I've been the, the 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 old keeps trying to creep in. So, Holy Spirit, I don't want to grieve you. I don't want to bring grievance to you, but I want to visit you, and I want to be with you, and I want to know you more and more. And so holy spirit would you renew my mind and would you renew my heart and renew my passion and my affection and realize that a relationship is just a phone call away a relationship is a matter of just opening your mouth and talking and having a conversation for those who maybe haven't placed their faith in jesus i just want to give you an opportunity that today pastor i just i really feel like i need to trust jesus with my life and i need to ask him to be lord of my life and i need to turn away from my old ways and realize that I'm going to be born again and move into a new way and place my faith in Jesus and I'm asking the Holy Spirit that you would come and seal me and it will be affirmative today. If that's you, if you never place your faith in Jesus, but you want to today, would you raise up your hand so I can pray for you? I want Jesus today. I want you to pray for me, Pastor. Father, we just thank you for that, God. We thank you for who you are. And Jesus, I thank you, Father God, as we turn from our old, we move to the new. We move from death into life. We are born again because of what you've done. And it's simply faith and confession, faith and confession, confession of our old self, belief in what you're doing and how you regenerate our new self and sending your Holy Spirit to seal us. Would you do that today, Holy Spirit? Would it be significant? Holy Spirit, would you just pour out the way that you pour out, the way that you seal, the way that you confirm right now? And Father God, I pray that this summer would be the greatest summer that we've ever had. It'd be the greatest summer walking in the inheritance that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.